Okay, hello and welcome to another episode of the Finnish Football Show. Today we're joined by a very special guest, a Veikkaus Liga winner, who also has a Suomen Cup and Liga Cup winners medals to his collection, a combative attacking midfielder who has been a regular Pukiat squad member for the past few years, fresh from Euro 2020. Welcome to the Finnish Football Show, Joni Kalko. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, guys. Great to be here. Yeah, terve, terve, Yoni. Thanks, thanks so much for for taking the time out of your schedule to um, to talk to us today. We we really appreciate that. And yep, just showed you there. I'm representing. I can see that. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> only, only the best, mate. Only the best. So um, we will, of course, get round to talking about um, Euro 2020, where you uh, where you wore this very shirt. And, um, and your thoughts about how Finland's first major tournament went in due course. But we want to start by taking you, taking you back a few years. You, um, you were born there in Turku in, in 1990, in the, the same year that FC Inter Turku were founded. And I, um, I think it's fair to say that after your 100 or so appearances for the, the Cine Mustat, you're, you're somewhat of a legend in your, in your hometown. But I've read somewhere that you did, um, you did have play some of your junior football in TPS. So, um, yeah, first of all, how did your love of football start and, and what can you tell us about those early years and the move over from the black and white to the to the blue and black? Well, I think uh, the football kind of started uh, because of my parents. They were both playing also football. My dad played, uh, I think he played in uh, second division or something like that. My mom actually has also a few uh, national team caps, uh, women's team. <laughs> so uh, they they actually they also played. Also my uncles. Uh, so we have pretty much like a kind of a football family. So uh, I think it came from there. But uh, so no yeah. choice then, no choice really. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it's it's been basically since I was four years old. It's been only football. They, uh, there was actually. Almost uh, some ice hockey also, but uh, I never really got interested of that so much. So uh, football's always been the kind of uh, the thing. So after after a couple of years in the um, the Inter Turku youth team, you you made your Veikkaus Liga debut in two thousand and eight. Um, how was it for you to to break into your hometown team and? And be involved in those eight or so games that you played as as the team went on to to win the Veikkaus Liga that year. How how was that? It was unbelievable. It was crazy, especially because I was so uh, I was so young and uh, I was uh, I, I think I was already training maybe two years or something. I was training with the A team, but I never played in the in the first team. And and then on the on that year, two thousand eight, I think I played my first games, and uh, I think I got. Around yeah, like you said, eight nine caps in uh, in the in Vegas League, and then we then we were champions also that year, and then then after that uh, everything started uh, going on the right direction, and uh, yeah, I also got my leg on the on the team kind of uh, so um, I, yeah, I'm really happy for that. Uh, it's been basically Inter Inter has uh, has given me everything uh, what I am these days, so I'm I'm, I'm really grateful for for that. Yeah, I mean um, to to lift that to lift that Vegas Liga trophy in your breakthrough season at your hometown club must be like some crazy, unbelievable feeling. So um, yeah, it's a it's a pretty pretty cool way to to burst onto the scene there. But um, at the end of as you say, you spent some good few years, and your relationship with Inter Turku is really great. But at the end of 2012, your your contract at Inter had expired, and you, you went on to join FC Latte. Um, your new club finished the 2013 season in respectable position of, of fifth place, but I think it's fair to say your your game time was possibly a bit more limited at Latte. Um, was that frustrating for you after after being such an integral part of the Inter-Turku side for the previous years? Um, no, not really. It was, um, I would say the, the transfer was more like a kind of a, how, how would I say? I, I really never... I never wanted to kind of leave from Inter in that way because uh, my contract was expired and uh, 
I was ready to go abroad at that time and there was um, a lot of interest also from the clubs abroad and then then there was some kind of uh, trouble with uh, with the transfer money and stuff and then everything didn't go as as we planned and in the end I, I turned up in uh, in in Lofty and yeah then I uh, then I spent there for like around six months or something and then then I made my then I made my transfer to uh, FSV Frankfurt after that so uh, yeah, I mean it was a it was a nice experience also in Latvia. I had a lot of good friends in there, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed every moment also. Yeah, I mean um, you said that it was around six months that you were in Latvia, and, and as you mentioned, you you decided to try yourself abroad, and you signed for Bundesliga two team FSV Frankfurt. So, first of all, you you mentioned there that before the Latvia transfer, you were you were kind of thinking of of leaving to abroad, but was it was it always really important for you to to play outside of Finland and and secondly how did you find settling in in Germany yeah it was it was um I already felt when I was in Finland the the last uh, last couple of years I felt like I I already had uh, I, I won I, I won everything in Finland, in Finland already that time and uh, I was I, I felt like I was one of the best uh, players in Finland and I felt also that I was already taking my step into the national team, and then the natural thing was that uh, I just needed to get the next next step in my career. And uh, yeah, I was looking for that for a long time, but it didn't happen until uh, until I uh, went to Lahti. But but yeah, it was it was great experience, especially when I went to when I went to Frankfurt. Everything was so uh, so different when I what I was uh, used to. So uh, I mean, yeah. The city was bigger. Everything was bigger. The football was different. It 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 took some time to to adapt into the football, but um, yeah, I, I'm I'm really grateful for that time. Also, I I think I got a lot of uh, new experiences from that. I I I learned a little bit new uh, new things, kind of um, um, in the football wise. Also, that um, competition. All, all these kind of things and uh, it was it was great it was great it was first time I went abroad and I, I, I couldn't be more grateful for that was it was it always going to be Germany so like even in the bit when you were thinking about leaving Turku and, and ended up in Lahti was was it was Germany kind of like the number one choice um no no it wasn't always it, it um, there was some options also that time other options also in Italy but basically, for me, the the biggest dream has always been England. So, um, but I never really had a had a good chance to go there a couple of times, but uh, I didn't uh, use that chance that time. So uh, it's it's a bit frustrating because that was always kind of my uh, my biggest dream to play in England. So uh, yeah, it's but yeah. Who, who, football what is was what your what was your dream club to move to in the UK? <laughs> Um, uh, <laughs> I didn't really have any any, any dream clubs, but uh, yeah, I, I I just love the like the the English football, the culture, of course, especially here in Finland. When when you when you grow up, there's basically if you watch football from TV, there's only only a, a Premier League. So it's uh, yeah, basically we we learn to love love English football, and that's 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 why it, it was also one of mine. Of course, there has been some. Uh, Finnish guys also doing some uh, great things there. So, um... yeah. So you, you were you were still quite young. In in fact, in your early twenties, when you you made that you made that transition to move abroad. And us four guys here at the Finnish Football Show, we we often debate about the pros and cons of of young Finnish players moving abroad to other European clubs and leagues. Um, so what what is your opinion on that issue? You said there, Jonny, that you felt that you were the best player in Finland, so you felt it was a natural step. But but do you believe that that young Finns benefit more from going abroad, or or do you think they should stay at home and try to play regularly in the Veikkaus Liga? Do do you have any opinion on that? Yeah, I mean it's really, of course, it's really individual how 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 things are always going, but. If I if I would have to say, kind of overall opinion, I would say, I w- I would have left already when I was younger. I I, I believe that uh, 
of course Finnish football it, it's going it's going uh, in a in a in a better direction all the time. The, we are doing things much better every year, so it's getting better. But I still believe that um, if you put fifteen or sixteen year old player, you put into a Finnish academy or you put it to some English academy, then there's a lot of there's there's a huge difference. But then of course you it brings you a lot of things when you when you go abroad as a young. You can always come back to Finland. I'm I'm sure of that. But uh, of course it's it's really hard to say what is right and wrong because it's so individual. For me, for me, I don't know. If I would have left when I was young, I maybe I maybe I wouldn't be here where I am now. So um, for me it was perfect that I played a few years in uh, in Vegas League and um, got my place there and uh, got a little bit uh, kind of how do you say it? you got a lot of uh, you got you got men's game kind of you got you play against yeah. uh, men so it's that that's a, that that was really good thing for me so I, for for me that was perfect so I've I've got a couple of different perspectives on this I'm a I'm a Wimbledon fan from as a kid and mm-hmm. in the last couple of years we've we've had Marcus Force performing for half a year doing really well and then this year Jarko Oxen and both of them there on loan from from Brentford and I think you can see for for uh, maybe Marcus is showing a, a, a pathway for other players to follow through you know going out on loan getting that that experience of men's football and then moving into the first team and then I'm also I'm based in Sanioki so I'm an Asiko fan and there's some terrific young Finnish players coming into the team now. Avila Dikkanen is is kind of wowing people this year. Having been at the club, you know, a long time, he's now coming into the team. He's is he nineteen or twenty, but not much not much gets past him. And he seems to be getting that experience of men's football now. And maybe he moves away. Hey, can you imagine even selling a player? That would be. That would be quite something. <laughs> Selling a player overseas and bringing in a fee would be awesome. But it's it's just just interesting, different different routes nowadays. I mean, was it Il- Ilmarie Niskanen kind of went for money, right? When he moved to he moved to Germany last season, he he I think he, I don't can't remember what the fee was. It was undisclosed, but he's moved over there recently. So, mm-hmm. what's the like for a young player? What's the like? Have you got any advice for guys like Ilmarie, guys who have to go kind of into a new culture and embed themselves? Well, we've seen Ilmari break into the national team, and then um, obviously he was doing so well in Finland, and, and now he's now he's in Germany. So, yeah, it's, um, how do you see that one, Yoni? I think the the biggest fight you can take is like inside your head. You have to be really, really, really strong in your head mentally. You have to be you have to be hard, not only for yourself but also for the others. It's like especially when you go to the Germany. I, I saw it right away when I went there. It was like I was always kind of a kind of a how can you say a little bit tough player. I I tackle, I take <laughs> tackles and everything, but but uh, maybe not anymore. But I used to be. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's like especially when you went uh, when I went to the Germany, it was like I could feel it. I could feel it in from the first training. Like the guys, they just they came to, they came to my legs. They came to me. It's like. They were trying to hurt me, like. But uh, as soon as you, as soon as you like, you show them also that 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 you can also do a lot, you can also do some some things. You can also tackle. You can also push. You can also do this. And you can also play. It's like then they start accepting you also up there, because the competition is so hard. Like you, you are not used to it in Finland. And if in, in Finland, it's not it's not like that. It's like there's there's always. At least four or five guys who is competing about of, of, of the of the same position you are playing, so it's like it's it's a really thin line how you should kind of act because you should always be a team player, you should always be a nice guy, but still everybody's thinking of their of their self. So 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 if if I could give any advice, it would be that keep your head straight, like uh, keep your keep your mentality like strong all the time. Yeah, that's a. But that's a, a really interesting thought, you know, like as 
as football fans, we often think about, you know, keeping your body in shape and, and, and that sort of thing and, and, and your skills and, and stuff. But yeah, I guess the mental side of it, especially when you move abroad is, is absolutely massive coming from, coming from a place like Finland and pitching up in Germany. I guess the, the, um, the mental side is huge, but if we, after leaving Frankfurt, Yoni, you had a, a further season in Germany with the Brandenburg side, um, Energy Cottbus, but before moving to Denmark with Randers. So how did the move from Germany to, to Randers come about? And was the style of play in Denmark different to that of Germany, more similar to in Finland being a, another Nordic nation or, or how did that compare? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it, it was different, especially especially um, if you look at Germany's uh, side, like second and Schweizer uh, and Dritte uh, Liga. So it's like they are they are really like kind of um, it's all about the tempo. It's like you have a lot of good players, but it's it's more about the tempo. So so when I went uh, when I when I went to Randers, it was like it was more like Finland. It was a little bit more like Finland. Uh, the, the, the games where the, the league was a little bit more kind of a little bit tactical. It was actually, I was a little bit surprised how physical Danish league is, but it was, it was, it was more tactical than in Germany. So my, my idea of that transfer was that I, I needed to get a little bit back that the same feeling what I had in Finland when I felt like kind of unstoppable. So I, yeah. I, I needed that, I needed that feeling back. So that's why I wanted to come back to Scandinavia maybe in the better league but still um to get that feeling back so but yeah things uh, things <laughs> they didn't really go that well in renders even though i actually played uh, quite a lot of games but uh, still uh, it was uh, quite a hard time for me you know. well your next move brings us almost up to date because in 2018 you signed for esberg um, for a while, there was uh, a little Finnish contingent there with our friend um, Marcus Halsti and, and your Hukiat teammate Puru Soeri joining you there in, in Jutland. I guess having some fellow Finns among your, your teammates made it easy for you to, to be there in, in, in Esberg. But um, despite this, the, the club were relegated in, um, in the end of 2020 season, sadly. But this must have been disappointing after your your initial third place finish the previous season. Um, yeah, Marcus left to come back to Finland to continue his career in Hojikor, but did you personally feel it was important for you to stay there in, in, in Esberg and try and help the club um, achieve getting back to their Superliga status? Well, I didn't really have a choice there. Uh, I, had the, I had still a contract on me for one year, so okay. basically... So basically, when uh, after after we got relegated, uh, the club told me almost straight away that you know, you're not leaving, you're staying here. We need you. We need you to. We need you to uh, to bring back us back to the Superliga. So um, yeah, actually, I knew that almost right away. So I I didn't really even have a I didn't even really consider anything else at that moment. Of course, it was a little bit. Uh, kind of frustrating and a little bit I, I started thinking a little bit only because of the national team because I knew that it, it's not going to be a good thing for, for, for the national team so that was the only thing what I was uh, concerned about but uh, yeah luckily luckily I still stayed in uh, in the group so uh, everything went well yeah we um, we mentioned there that um, we'd spoken to Marcus Halstey he was um he was one of the first first interviews we did when the Corona time came, and we um, Marcus is quite active in his phone. You know, he was posting videos of you and him training together in 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 Esberg there when when there was no official training from the club, and um, and so yeah, we we spoke to Marcus and he he um, he did a really cool interview for us, but. Um, he also, when I when I told Marcus that we were speaking with you, Yoni, he told me that a couple of things that we um, we have to ask you. Um, yeah, first of all, there's like these these um, these Marvel comic socks that you you are wearing every day. I mean, like, was it Spider Man or or Incredible Hulk or what's this all about? And and he says 
like Marcus is always in Instagram, yeah, but he says that Yannick Alco is always in this Marvel game that he's playing in his phone. You can't put it down. So you need to tell us the story behind your love for the, the Marvel comics, I'm afraid, mate. <laughs> I actually when you when he said he has few questions, I knew exactly what is coming. <laughs> so he's always doing the same. But yeah, yeah, it's um yeah, it's true. I um I like Marvel comics. Um I've been uh, reading them since I was a kid and uh, these days I really I really enjoy watching uh, watching the movies and I, I it's, it's probably my favorite scene in in, uh, in the movies industry. So uh yeah then I got a couple of uh, uh socks also from them. Um so uh it's uh, <laughs> So yeah. they bought you. They bought you these socks because they know you like Marvel, and now they now he stitched you up by telling everyone about that they're your favourite socks. Yeah, thanks, thanks, mate. Yeah. Is there anything yeah. you want to tell us about Marcus that we can uh, that we can keep in our back pocket? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of lot of things about him, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> where 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 to start? Where where nothing to start? that we can say. Nothing. No, we can say it in the internet. No, that's probably, probably well, oh, keep, it, keep it keep it to yourself then for now. That's fine. Keep yeah. it clean. We'll get it off air. Yeah. So getting getting um getting back on track. Um we, we mentioned that Esberg were, were unfortunately relegated. You stayed for the following season and ultimately the club just missed out on promotion um just before the Euros kicked off. Uh, and then you released um a pretty a pretty heartfelt video to the to the Esberg fans explaining that the time had come for you to leave the club and um, we will go on to talk about your next destination but um, if we can just talk about Hawkeye and your own personal international career for a little while you um, you were a regular through the the youth levels for the national team going so far as captaining the under twenty one side and. Um, you made your senior debut all the way back in 2012 in a, in a I think it was a friendly against Trinidad and Tobago. Um, first of all, Yoni, how did it feel to pull on that white shirt of Finland for for your first A A A men's national game? It was a dream come true for sure. That was uh, since since I was a little kid, uh, and it's like I always knew that uh, my my biggest goal, my biggest dream was. To actually play football as a profession, so I would actually actually be a professional at football. After I achieved that in Finland, my next goal was to play in national team, I, and that was uh, that was something something really 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 special for me. It's um, it's you don't really you don't really know, or I, I don't really know how to put it in actual words, but. It's uh, it's it, it isn't such an honor to to be one of those guys who actually is putting the the, the jersey on and represent, representing the whole country. So it's um, it's unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, as us as as four English blokes, it's only something we can dream of pulling on the white shirt of Finland. But um, but yeah, it's uh, you've it's, done it, uh, KK. It's, you're it's amazing. You're uh, yeah, yeah, I've got. I've got mine on. I've got, I've got but, four um, on. But oh. yeah, no, it's um, yeah, <laughs> but it's um, yeah, it's uh, it's you've summed it up perfectly there. I've just a, a dream come true. It's absolutely amazing. But um, so after that initial first cap, further friendly appearances followed under Mixu and Hans Backe. But it was um, it was River Canerva who took took over, and your in, uh, international career career really started to really started to flourish with you featuring in more competitive games. Um, a lot of the current squad have gone on record saying that the long relationship they've had with River through, through the youth groups and the under-21s as, um, and the step up into the, the senior international side has really helped them. Is, is that something that you've found beneficial to your senior international career, your relationship with River through, through the youth football? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I was already there when... Uh... I think I was there with, um, I think it was, uh, hmm. Baxter. But, uh, it, it was, it was, it was with Paulus and uh, these guys, uh, w with their age, age group when, when, when they were 21. And I was there as a, as a youngster already. And, um, uh, was the coach. So I think yeah. uh, it already started. It started already from there. And 
yeah it's i think it's 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 a huge benefit especially if you look at those look at the team at the moment there's so many guys who's been like together for a long time it's like it's especially it's it's crazy that actually Ribe is also one of those guys who has been the whole way there also so i mean it's 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 a huge benefit like i said it's it, it, yeah that's yeah so um we we at the Finnish football show we're we're big fans of the UEFA Nations League. Um, we we kind of feel that these competitive games of opposition of a similar or you know on a on a on a par with with Finland is with the added incentive of the the game promotion and the and the jeopardy of relegation. We feel that something that those games in the Nations League really benefited the hookier and and you guys seem to really develop as a team during the the league C campaign in 2018 like how did you personally and the squad feel about the nations league and and the format of that competition with the the, the relegation and promotion etc yeah when it started we nobody really knew what uh, what what was happening actually i'm not even sure if i knew what uh, how the how the whole thing works but uh, <laughs> It was so complicated, but of course now it's easier to know. But I mean, yeah, after the after we played the first game, I think it was against uh, who we played against Hungary or something maybe. The first game and we we beat them. I can't remember if it's Hungary. The first Nations League game we beat them, and then it's kind of started from there the whole the whole journey until yeah. uh, until this day. So so it, it it it's been it's been it's been really like like uh, good for us to actually have this Nations League because there we actually knew, know, knew that uh, that we can actually achieve something. We we beat a lot of teams. We we won the group. We went to the to the next uh, the, the, how do you call it the next uh, section yeah. yeah something and yeah then then also the the Euro qualification and then then we just continue from there and and. We just kept going, and then it kind of. But I think it, yeah, I think it benefited for us for for, for sure. It started from there, and then we just kept going. Yeah, yeah I mean, Let, it, let's it hope it keeps, really was keeps going of, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it it really was like the like riding a crest of a wave, as you said. You know, like um, playing those Nations League games and and beating teams and getting that winning feeling, that winning mentality. You guys really, really carried it through. And um, so if we just talk about yourself again, in, in 2019, Hanu Tuominen described you as um, Runomayen Messi and um, and was urging River to give you more playing time for for the Hukia. Um As we said, that, that good niche Nations League form carried on into the UEFA Euro 2020 qualifying campaign. And as every Finland fan knows, this it culminated in the 3-0 win over Liechtenstein in, in Helsinki. Um, I believe in that game, you came as a, on as a sub for Tim Sparv in the around the 70-minute mark um, with the score at 2-0. Um, a few minutes later, you were you were directly involved in the build-up that led to our third goal, sending us all crazy, sending us to our first major tournament ever. So how was it to be involved in that historic game? And what can you tell us of your memories of that night, if if you do indeed remember anything? I, I think there was some pretty big party afterwards. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> it's, it's true, yeah. I mean, it was it was crazy, like crazy. When I came in, um, I, I don't really remember that much from the game. I remember I had one one shot that I thought was in. It was going in, but somebody blocked it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the only thing I remember from the game. And of course, after the final whistle, when everybody was just, uh, just, yeah, unbelievable. I almost started like, I almost started crying at that moment. And I just saw people were like all over all over the pitch and everybody was all over there. So it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's hard to describe those, like when, when things are so like, yeah, of course it was already like when I came, when I came in, it was like, it was already two zero. The game was basically set. The only thing I, actually the only thing I, I was thinking, like I want to score. 
Like that was more, <laughs> the only thing I want I wanted to score. Take my take my jersey out, just just run and shout all the way to the stadium, man. That was the only thing I was thinking. But yeah, it's those things are something you don't really you never forget those things. So it's um, it's it's so nice to be part of this uh, part of this journey and part of this group. It's been it's it's been great. It's been so great. I will never forget. We, um... It's once in a hundred years. That's that's how it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I it think was. Uh, let's, let's, yeah, let's 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 hope uh, this this will help us um, in the future. Also, maybe maybe we can now be the guys who are uh, who who show the way for the next generation and uh, to do the same things. Then it will be easy. That's it. That's it. You're the ones who opened the door. I mean. Um... We've uh, we spoke to, we spoke to everyone about that night and everyone we spoke to about that night and and we um, just one thing I need to tell you we we spoke to Lukas Radetzky about about this but there was um, you mentioned all the people running on the pitch so I've got to repeat it but there's a really great photo of um, Juha Pirinen with his hands up like this trying to trying to stop waves of supporters coming into the field it's um, so yeah we we haven't managed to get Juha onto the show yet but. First question when he comes on is like you are. What <laughs> did you think that everyone was just going to turn around and go back to the seats? But um, yeah, there's also a great funny. photo. But, uh, of the, the other Tim, there's also a great photo of Tim Sparth trying to take his leg back from Keke, who just wouldn't let go of him as well. In the pitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, guilty, guilty. I can't help that. I can't help that. You know, captain's got to go on the shoulders. That's the way it is on a game like that. But um, yeah, so the other big question, the other big question, Yoni, for you, um, just following following up from that, is um, how how you started the next game away at Greece, and um, how was it to play like a full ninety minutes with a with a stinking crapula? <laughs> it felt bad. It felt bad. Man. Seriously, it felt really bad. <laughs> it was like we 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 had, we had a huge party, of course, like. Nobody was thinking about that game, but we all knew we have to go there. We all knew we have to play it. But I was actually a little bit surprised. Like I, 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 t- I also took few beers, and uh, I felt it in the game. But I actually, I was able to play longer than I thought. Like I think I played like <laughs> 70, 80 minutes or something. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was like forty-five minutes, and I'm done. Like, <laughs> but yeah, we. Had, but you done pretty well, there. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I did pretty well, uh, especially with that, uh, with the little hangover. But of course, yeah, there was a couple of days in between. So, uh, yeah. So um, we all know that Euro 2020, we had to wait a long time. This coronavirus came along and we had to wait another year. But eventually Euro 2020 did kick off and um, we lined up against a, a decent Denmark team in our opening game. Um of course, that, that game is going to be forever remembered for what happened to Christian Eriksen just before half-time there. And, and as, as Finland fans, there was almost a sense of guilt for us at celebrating our first goal and our first win in a major tournament. But for you guys out on the pitch and, and on the bench, it must have been a completely crazy experience. I mean, um, Somehow you guys managed to compose yourself after that length, lengthy pause and uh, the news came through that Christian was stable in, in hospital and, and the game resumed. But like, how, what can you try and put into words what was going through your mind? I mean, our first ever game, our first ever win, um, that, that shocking scene of Christian, like, how did you feel, mate? Yeah, it's... Uh... It's like those kind of things. They are you don't you don't really expect something something like that to happen. So it's it's kind of uh, it puts you into into kind of a shock. We we didn't really nobody really knew what was happening until until we saw that they were uh, they were trying to uh, how do you call it to uh, resuscitate five yeah yeah. yeah 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 yeah. So uh, that moment we realized that uh, yeah it's 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 bad it's bad and then yeah we stayed I think we stayed around one hour in the in the dressing room I I didn't hear anyone say one word everybody was just quiet 
thinking on their own minds. Everybody was trying to uh, try to uh, go 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 that uh, go through that thing um, in their minds. So yeah, I mean, the only thing I was thinking that it was uh, like that. Hopefully, he's okay. I hope he's he would be survive. That was the only thing I was thinking. But of course, you always start to think about those things that. If it can happen to Christian, then it can happen to even for me. Like you always start to to go in those kind of negative thoughts in that moment. But yeah, after we heard that uh, we heard that he's 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 feeling better in the hospital, then uh, then we decided that yeah, we will uh, we will give the the choice to to the Danish team. They can choose if. If they want to play, we can play. If they don't want to play, we will respect that. We will finish the game, and we basically just told them that we we stand with we stand by you, and uh, we will uh, we will do like you like you guys want. So, but it was it was really hard in in a way that you it's kind of you it was hard to hard to be happy after the after the game even we even we won. So, uh, but yeah, of course. Uh, um, it's 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 good that he's uh, he's feeling better. I, I heard he's feeling uh, okay at the moment, so uh, that's that's the most important thing. Players weren't given much of a choice, were they? You know, you you said that it was once once the, the Danish players said they were okay to play, but it wasn't much choice that any of you were given. Yeah, not really. No, I don't. We we actually heard it uh, right after. Uh, I think the next day. We heard that the uh, UEFA gave, uh, I think, two or three different options. What what would it be? So so yeah. To to us, it was okay to do any of those, but uh, I can't really imagine what uh, what the Danish guys felt. Mm. I'm pretty sure that they they weren't that happy about the situation. But I don't know if the UEFA told them the, the the options, but we we never actually heard even even those options in during the game. We just told them that. Uh, we we're gonna do the same thing like you guys, and then after the next day we just heard the, that there was other. I think it was to play the next next day or at twelve o'clock or something, and uh, yeah, something like this. And there must be quite a few sort of close connections. Obviously, you played in in Denmark, but but among many of the players in in both teams, there must be sort of career connections going back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Probably, probably it is, and um, it's it, it makes it hard. It makes it hard also in that uh, in that way that there's always someone who knows someone. There's always someone who's played against or played with. Uh, there's uh, in in a, in a way football is small, small world. And <laughs> if you look at that way, so we are all in the same line in a way, and yeah, it's 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 not an easy easy thing to. Uh, Easy thing to go go through in your head, but uh, yeah, it's just something that uh, we had to do, and uh, yeah, yeah, and did it did it with the dignity, I guess. Oh, I, I feel anyway that that kind of did the did the whole country proud. So you know, well well done yeah, to yeah, you and yeah. all, all the guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think uh, as, a, as a nation, we did um, we we handle it pretty well. All the all the fans, all the spectators, everybody who was in the stadium, everybody, uh, yeah, respect for them. Um, were you able to celebrate the win at all? Did did it feel? I mean, obviously, it's unprecedented the first major tournament, but did you feel like you were able to enjoy the moment of winning that game for the first time? Mm. I felt, yeah, I felt like, yeah, I, I, I felt like I, I could, I, I was, I was happy. But in the other hand, it felt like you, you, the, the whole situation was in, in your mind, um, anyways. So, so it was like a little bit. There was kind of two moods, which was which were going like back and forth all the time. You felt like you were happy. You felt like you wanted to celebrate. But then, the, then the other hand, you felt like this, yeah, this bullshit thing would happen. It's. Uh, it's still still up there, so yeah, yeah. I, th it I think I think you're right. I think you're right, Yoni. You you pretty much 
summed up how everyone was feeling there. And, um, and I think you're, you're absolutely spot on when you said that the, the Finland team was, was absolutely correct just to say to the Danish team, you know, whichever you decide, we'll, we'll go with that. So I think that's the, the best we can do. But ultimately, the, the record books will show that um, Finland, Finland won the game and, and Lukas Radetzky saved the penalty. So um, we, got, we got our three points on the board and, and you, guys, you guys came down to the Finland f- fans. Our, our very own Mark Hayton was there in, in Copenhagen in the stadium watching the game. And, um, and yeah, you, you guys made your way down to the fans. And even though the celebrations may have been a little bit more low-key than, than they normally are, you guys were able to, to show your appreciation to all the, the hundreds of thousands of Finns who have made it there to Copenhagen. Um, so just quickly, can you, can you touch on, on your, your own relationship with the Finland fans and how, how you feel about the, the Finland fans? It's great. It's great. I mean, they've been... Since, uh, since I, I joined national team uh, a long time ago, it's, I felt like they've always been there. No matter no no matter if, if we have played well, bad, doesn't matter what is the result. They, they they they've always been there. So I have nothing but the respect to everyone who's who who is supporting us, who is there in the stadium, and um, I think they're doing um, special special things, and it's uh, it gives us it gives us also uh, so much energy in the pitch. So, um, I mean, without them, it, 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 it doesn't feel right. That's, uh, that's the best way to put it. Yeah, that's, um, I'm, I'm sure uh, they'll, all, they'll all appreciate you saying that. Um, our next game was the one that most of the Finland fans and, and also many of the pundits had been pointing to as the, the fixture where we were most likely to pick up points. Um, we, we lined up against Russia and... And we, we thought that the combination of our marauding wing-backs and, um, and Yole Poyampalo had worked its magic again when, when the danger had the ball in the net after only four minutes. Um, but yeah, the, the goal was, was cruelly disallowed for a, a, a marginal, marginal offside. Um, as the game went on, Rive, Rive turned to you again just after the hour mark and, and we watched as you tried to influence the game, but... You um you became more frustrated as as the Russian players went down clutching various parts of their bodies under under every little challenge. I mean um the overriding emotion for for us as fans after the game was I think one of frustration. Um, was that also how you guys felt as players after after the Russia game? Yes, yes, yeah, we we felt the same. We we knew that that was the game that uh, by winning that game. We would go, go through. So, yeah, yeah. We we were really, really frustrated, especially the way it came with that uh, uh, offside. Uh, I don't even know what uh, what was it. His nose or something was offside, which is pretty yeah, crazy. It was the quiff of his hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. So, <laughs> it, especially the way the whole uh, the whole game went is. It's really, really frustrating, especially when you know that it was so close to actually that we went through. So, um, yeah, it's it is what it is. This football, and um, you can't really you can't change it anymore. That it is what it is. How do you feel about your own? I mean, like, so yeah, before I ask it, I, I should say, I mean, yeah, I was there at the Denmark game, and then you know, obviously watched the others, and and I thought every time that you came on, you seem to have a really positive influence on the on the both on the team and on us particularly our attack and play in the final third you have a really good presence and you're you must be you must be a nightmare for, for opposition defenders to get like to get up against how did you feel about your own performance your own contribution in in any of the games yeah i'm i'm i'm, I'm happy i got uh, got some minutes and uh, the only thing i was trying is to, of course that I, I try to bring some energy i try to bring some power those things uh, what i'm good at so um, i mean yeah, of course. Um, I can. I think I can be a little. I can be happy that uh, I think I gave also some uh, positive things in the pitch, but also, also it it it's always feels a little bit kind of that you 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 feel like after the game, especially you feel like okay, it it went okay, but there was maybe this situation you could do different. Maybe this situation 
you always start to think about those things and also and yeah especially the Russia game I feel like I feel like maybe five ten minutes more maybe there could have been a better chance to maybe equalize the game um yeah but I'm a little bit frustrated that um I felt like we 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 should have we should have get the the equalizer in the end but uh, yeah uh, yeah I'm I'm still happy that uh, I got some minutes um I, I try to give my best and uh, yeah our final group game saw us come up against the number one FIFA ranked team in the world and um many people's favorites for for the Euro 2020 title um Belgium we um we had a pretty decent historical record against the Red Devils, but we knew that we would need something extra special to um, to beat them on this occasion. Uh, Rive's plans seemed to work perfectly, and as we approached half-time at nil-nil, the, the hopes were high that we could get the point that would maybe guarantee progress to the next phase. Um, Luque was again in fabulous form, saving absolutely everything that was um, that was managed to penetrate the defence, and and even the defence was looking was looking solid. Um, on 66 minutes, we got our own slice of VAR luck as Lukaku was judged to be offside after scoring, and um, then you yourself entered the fray on the 70-minute mark, and only a few minutes later, Luque succumbed to some freak own goal that really broke all of our hearts. I mean, um, as a professional, how, how do you deal with a slice of bad luck like that? Was was there still a belief that you could guys could go on and score and, and, and draw the game? Yeah, there was still belief. Um, there was still belief. It wasn't about that. I mean, it's it's hard in these kind of games when you, when you play against um, this, like... Like you said, the the number one ranked team in the in the in the Europe. So it's a it's it's hard. It's hard when you like when you when you when you when you take pressure the whole game. You keep fighting. You keep running. You keep giving your everything, and then then they score a goal like this, and yeah, it 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 it, it eats you a little bit inside. But I mean. At least from my side, I can tell you that uh, I I still believe in it. I, I I try to I try to push guys. I try to shout at them. I try to like pull them up again. And uh, yeah, then it was pretty much uh, over after the second uh, second goal, which came uh, a little bit later. Uh, little bit later. So yeah. yeah, it was it was not to be as um, Romelu Lukaku did get his goal in the end, as you said. There's a um, he eventually managed to spin the impressive Daniel O'Shaughnessy and fire the ball into the net for for two nil. Um, even after that game, Yoni, there, there was a glimmer of hope that the, the three points would be enough to um, to secure a place in the next phase. But the results in the other games didn't go our way, and and we were eliminated from third place in our group. Um, what was the wait like as you guys were waiting on the other games to find out if those three points would be enough and did you did you guys as a squad watch the Scotland and Croatia game and and all the other games there just to see how how those results would go? Yeah, yeah, we watched all the games together in the in the hotel, and yeah, it was a little bit weird because we we played all our games already, and then 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 we still have like two three days where we need to just just wait and, and do nothing and look if we can if we can still go through. It was a little bit weird, like in a way that, and of course, when we <laughs> when when the games actually, I think there was, I don't know how many games there was supposed to go right, but there was a, at at least one or two games went in our favor, in the like in the first place, and then, then um, yeah, then I think in the last game it, uh, it 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 went wrong in the wrong wrong way, so. It was a little bit kind of you. You were kind of thinking that okay, it it looks like that we are going home, but it can be that we stay here. So it was like kind of everybody was kind of thinking that okay, yeah, shit, like are we going to like uh, yeah? We we still train normally. We still do our, all the all the normal things and everything. But it was a little bit weird because you didn't know anything what was happening. So so um, it's, yeah, it, but. It is what it is. It's. I, I think it, the only thing was that all the all the 
the, the problem was that the, the Russia game because I think that was the that was the game we were supposed to supposed to handle. So, but yeah. Mm. I think though, looking back over the performances and and the whole journey right the way through from the the qualifying campaign to to the the impressive display against Belgium, the world's number one team. I think the the overriding emotion for the majority of fans is is one of pride. I mean, we're we're so proud of what you guys achieved by getting to that championship and and the way that you conducted yourself, obviously in the in the the the, the midst of the Denmark game and and the way that you pulled together as a squad and 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 gave your one hundred and ten percent in in every game. So we're um, we're really, really proud of you guys. I mean, is is that is that the feeling from within the Hukiak group and and for yourself personally? Is there is there are you you, you said there that you you are you're proud of, of what you achieved? Like, um, but is there is there some small part that says there's something else that that you guys could have done? Of course, there's always something you could you could have done differently, or it's it's always a if and if, but. But yeah, like like I said before, and yeah, I'm 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 so proud of the guys. I'm so proud of the the whole nation, how we handled the how we handled the Euros. I mean, the journey what we had together as a team and with the fans, with all the supporters, it's it's been great. It's been so great, and um, I mean, everybody after after we came home here um, after the Euros uh, and. I just saw that in the we have this uh, WhatsApp uh, group where we're texting. It was like everybody was just feeling so well. Everybody was like thanking and saying how how amazing it it has been and how how great it, it is to be a part of this team. And yeah, that moment I realized that it's like uh, like it's it's always been we're we're always been kind of a one like a big family. But uh, in that moment I realized that it's. It's it's real. It's something real that it's inside. That's it, man. I mean, exactly what you said there. People have said it many, many times, but the togetherness of you guys and the that that feeling that you have of growing and moving forward together as a squad is like it's so it's so unbelievable and and actually obvious to see from the outside. I mean, the that's and that's that's so great. I mean, that's credit to all of you guys and to to River as well and and the coaching staff. I mean, that that feeling of togetherness is is something that you can't buy. It's it's really great. I mean, whatever happens next in the future and for for Finnish football, you guys will always have the memory to cherish that you played in Finland's first ever major tournament for the for the men's A national team and. I know, I know that you guys have um, inspired so many young Finns to to go out and play football and to to reach for their dreams, and because they know now that those dreams are achievable. So I think all the football fans in Finland and the country as a whole has a as a big eternal kiosk to say to you guys for for that. But um, yes, yeah, so thanks for that, Yoni. It was a it was a pleasure watching you guys in the Euros and um, we just can't wait for the next games to come around now and see this this journey continue. So, um, so yeah, we look forward to that. But just finally getting back to your, your own personal situation, you you just announced a week or so ago that you've signed for ATK Mohun Bagan in, in Calcutta in India. You're, um, you're not the first Finn to grace the Indian Super League and um, indeed Hukiat legend Jussi Askelainen had a um, had a season at ATK in their former guys as the club. But can you just tell us quickly how um, how the move to India came about and what, what are you looking forward to most about your, yeah, your new ad- adventure in India? Yeah, um, it's been there for, for a while now. Um, they already actually, they, they try to, they were interested in me for a while now. They, they try to buy me already from the Aceberg. They try to offer me already there. I wasn't really interested at that moment, but um, yeah, it, it basically comes into this like, like I told you before that uh, my 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 biggest dream was uh, my biggest dream was uh, was to play in England, and that was actually my my plan until uh, Brexit came. So so basically, when that came, it it kind of I, I knew that it's basically impossible for me to to make the transfer to England. So 
at that moment I started thinking a little bit that um, what could what could be my next move uh, what what could be the kind of next interesting thing because now I've been in uh, in a euro for a while and uh, and basically yeah there was the options uh, options were kind of um, same places I've I've already been in Germany Denmark and so on so I felt like um, I I wanted to take a new uh, new adventure new uh, new experience so uh, I'm 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 really actually I'm really excited to to go there I can't wait to go there I've always been uh, since I was a young uh, young kid I've always been kind of uh, kind of a guy who uh, I like to go on a different uh, cultures, different adventures, different, uh, yeah, all these uh, different languages, uh, all these kind of things. So it's, um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm really excited. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not a bad place to get acclimatized for Qatar. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. How, how long does the season run over there? In the It's the Indian Super League, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It it goes uh, it goes on and from like through through the winter. I think over the winter, so uh, March, I think, yeah, uh, March April. I think it's, okay. it's over the finish. So it's like I think it's around yeah five months or something. It depends because we're playing this uh, AFC Cup or something. So it depends how low, how far we go up there. So okay. Yeah. Sure. I mean, um, that 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 first point, Yoni, that um, that you said about about Brexit, that's like a dagger to the heart. It would have been so nice to see you here in England, but um, some some crazy politicians seem to have messed that option up. But oh, that's I can't I, I can't quite get over that. But um, yeah, I mean, um, we obviously wish you the best of luck in India, and we'll be we'll be keeping an eye on your progress there, but. We just wanted to ask, with with the um, the Indian Super League being um, being off of the radar for most people in Europe, um, I think the the burning question that most of Finland fans have is um, is the consideration you may have given to your international career before signing there with um, ATK Mohun. Did did you have any conversation with Marco Kaneva as as one of his most trusted players? Did you? Did you seek any reassurances about your future chances with Finland after moving to India? I was talking with Riva. I was talking with Riva before, um, before it, or actually, uh, yeah, yeah, before it. So, yeah, the, basically it was just, I just told him that I made this decision and a uh, little bit explained him uh, what, what, what is my idea, idea of it and um, why I'm going there. All these kind of things, and um, I, I told him that I'm I'm always there. If you if you if you still need me, I'm 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 still there. I'm still ready to come to the national team if he if he needs me. But uh, of course, I, I I know the risks. I know the risks. What what they are. I I told him the same that there's there's no no regrets. Nothing um, nothing nothing like that. Uh, I'm 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 gonna be there if you need me, but. Uh, not the, the, that's how it is, and I mean, yeah, it's um, of course the the contract is it it's uh, it's if you look at it as a as a as a bigger uh, bigger um, how do you say bigger uh, collective, it's like there's a lot of things uh, which were positive things, so it 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 helps me. Also, because my my girlfriend is living here in Finland, it also gives us a better chance to actually see each other more. Even though I'm flying flying further, because the season is a little bit a uh, uh, little bit shorter, so I'm gonna be home a little bit more than 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 I'm used to. And, sure. Yeah. And she can escape from the Finnish winter as well and come over there, hopefully. And get a bit exactly. of get a bit of warmth to the bones. Yeah, that would be nice. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, it's it doesn't look like a bad place to go, Yoni. I mean, you you for you said yourself that you're interested in other cultures, and um, yeah, you're certainly going to experience that in India. It's so such a colourful, wonderful place to see and taste and smell lots of different things. So um, so yeah, we um, 
we, the four of us, and I'm sure every single Finland fan who's listening and watching this will join us in wishing you the best of, best of luck out there. And we'll, of course, be keeping an eye on the Indian Super League now and, um, and can't wait to see how you do. But, um, Yoni, yeah, so, listen, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for being so so honest with your with your your answers to our questions and um, and yeah and your your memories from Euro 2020 and before it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you Yoni and um, yeah I think the only thing that's left to say again is is kudos for everything you've done so far and um, and yeah we uh, we certainly hope that we'll see you in this shirt again is that what's the story behind 19 by the way is that is that like your favorite number or something or did they just give you that one they just gave me that one. My favorite number is seven, so uh, that was already taken. So, <laughs> who's got that? I think it it used to be. Uh, I think Eremenko had it. Uh, Roman, Roman, Roman had it before, yeah. and then yeah, uh, yeah. And then so it is was it Robert uh, now. It's Taylor. Yeah, I, I yeah. think it's Taylor now. Yeah, I think yeah, Lord. I think Lord had it also at some point, but it's been changing a little bit. So, but there yeah. Number nineteen cool, is the yeah. one to have. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. And it looks that's good, fine. right? It's not... yeah, it looks <laughs> even on you, Keke. But listen, <laughs> even on me. <laughs> Noni. So, guys, is um, any, any, anything else from any of you guys? No, just thanks for me. Thanks, Johnny. I yeah. think you're, you're one of those players that's always given like 110, 120%. You can always see it every time you're on the pitch. And that's that's, that's all we need, man. Thanks. We, yeah, uh, thanks, thank thanks, Johnny. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for we, um, we kind of, we kind of, uh, we kind of nicknamed you the beast on this show because we just love that aggression, you know, like um, not, not, not aggression as in going around kicking everyone, but just, you know, I'm here. I'm not taking any ish. This is how we do it. So um, yeah, we can't wait to see some more of that. So Kitos Yoni. Kitos. Thank you.